TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. What is up? A happy Wednesday morning to you. We thank you for listening to this edition of ChairShot Radio. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can follow me all over your social media at ChairShotGreg. Of course, ChairShot Radio. Seven days a week, we bring you sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment, all part of the ChairShot Radio network. Follow along at ChairShot Media. All of these shows, of course, stream on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. Like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. Uh, and, and you guys know what to do. It's thechairshot.com. So, you know, if you're not sure, well, use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. It's the Wednesday morning edition of the show. I am joined by the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. She is at the hashtag Miranda, of course, across your uh, Facebook and Instagram. No Twitter because she is the Twitterless heroine. Miranda, here we are again. Here we are. Right. And, you know, I know you'll be getting into the topic, but it's it's a good one. It's just a good one. It's it is a good one. I actually don't think that's true. I think they do know entertainment and they do know that these are, are entertaining and things that we'll talk about as we get into that. And it's too soon to do the commercial break because um, we got to go at least five minutes before we do that and sell the T-shirts. So let's talk a little bit about it. Now, of course, we just talked about, uh, well, I say we just talked about, we just recorded the Babyface Heel podcast, which airs after this. WrestleMania 37 took place over the past Saturday and Sunday. Lots of great things happened, including the in-ring professional wrestling debut, at least for an official match, of one Bad Bunny. And I would say Bad Bunny, if he met people's expectations, I think they had unrealistic expectations. If he exceeded people's expectations, I think they had realistic expectations and he exceeded the hell out of them. I thought he did a phenomenal job, better than he should have done, better than anybody deserved for him to do. Miranda. Yes. Yes. I was one of those who my expectations were set low. So I didn't think that it was going to be as good as it was. Um, and mainly, I mean, and it, it's he's not an athlete. He's a recording artist, you know, so he doesn't have maybe some, at least that we know of, some natural athleticism. He wasn't right. involved in any other big sports. Um, and he hadn't had a whole lot of time to train. His involvement started at the Royal Rumble, which means he probably only has started since, um, and as reports came out, it was like right after the holidays. So just uh, about, what, four months uh, total uh, of him training. So, um, I mean, not a whole lot of time to, to train, but overall definitely exceeded my expectations. Absolutely. I think he exceeded what could be expected of him. I do think that the Miz, John Morrison and Damian Priest all deserve a, a tremendous amount of credit for what happened during that match. And, and, and I think it, it went better than anybody could have realistically expected if you actually had realistic expectations of what Bad Bunny can do. He moved himself to Orlando, which everybody makes this big, huge deal. He moved himself to Orlando. The dude's 
Like that's hard for him to do and afford to do, right? He can move to Orlando and do whatever. What? Like it's hard? Sweatshirts yeah, are 135. His sweatshirts cost $135 and they're sold out all the time. He can shack up in Orlando for a few months and train to be a professional wrestler. And he trained at the Performance Center with with Adam Pierce and and I believe Jamie Noble and and just really did a hell of a job putting everything together. And and you know he spent some time there with the Miz, with John Morrison and with Damian Priest. Um who lives in Orlando and, and just really crushed it. And, and I think what he did, and it was the second to last match on WrestleMania Saturday. I thought it was well-placed. I thought his entrance was good. I thought just everything they did was, was as good or better than it had any right to be. I just really think that yes. I, I can't see any, and I haven't seen anybody complaining. Now, I'm not all over the Twitter like most people are, but everything seemed to be positive. And, and I think that that's a, a, you know, testament to, to the preparation and to what everybody did in that match. So Bad Bunny with a very successful WrestleMania debut and a very successful in-ring debut for WWE. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But, um, you know, first, I think it's uh, time to, to, to sell some T-shirts. What do you think? Yes, Greg. Go ahead and wind it up. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, where you can get your Chair Shot t-shirt today. There you can find over 25 different t-shirt designs all in support of TheChairShot.com. You can find some awesome t-shirts, including multiple Always Use Your Head t-shirts, Chair Shot Worldwide, and uh, also t-shirts supporting uh, Chair Shot Radio Network podcasts such as A Winner Is You, Bandwagon Nerds, of course, the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, and Everybody Hates Greg. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, especially now, April 14th through April 17th. If you use the code SPRINGFLING, you can get 20% off your order. That means that you can actually get your shirt in soft style and still save money. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot to pick up your Chair Shot t-shirt today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So we are talking WrestleMania 37. We are talking about Bad Bunny and his appearance in his match with Damian Priest against... The Miz and John Morrison. The one thing that I will say about this match, intentional or unintentional, I don't know. I don't think it accomplished what it needed to accomplish for Damian Priest. I think it did in the moment, but the follow-up to it, I think that's where it's falling. I don't think it did in the moment because everybody's hot, hot, hot for what's going on. And then he does his stupid archer pose, and the crowd went That's, completely it's part flat. Of the gimmick. It's part of the gimmick. Yeah, but it, sometimes just because it's part of the gimmick doesn't mean it's a good part of the gimmick. Everyone went dead for it. No. It's the first time he's wrestled on the main roster in front of fans, and he wasn't over. 
And, and no, I think Bad Bunny was a, a lot oh, more yeah. over than he was. And so Absolutely. I do feel like the structure of the match worked out exactly the way it was supposed to, with Bad Bunny really taking on the majority of, of the wrestling until you got that hot tag. And it didn't make that hot tag like feel that much more important. Um, but you know, I, I feel like it's always in the moment it, it did it did help. Um, to the extent that it, you know it should have, or or at a grander level, not really but i do think it it wasn't it didn't you know re- have a negative reaction i don't think there was any negative reaction but i don't think it was at that high level that i think there was some expectations of this partnership really you know flourishing in front of a crowd the crowd was focused on bad bunny that was who they cheered for now i don't know if this happened to you during the night too but i also now have some trust issues with wwe when it comes to crowd noise and and crowd participation i don't know what is chimed in what is added in you know this was a with a live crowd of course so you know you did hear that but i wasn't sure if they were piping things up a little bit more or you know like i i'm not sure and so it's hard for me to really gauge the audience's level of engagement and actual cheering when for months we've had that, you know, for lack of a better term, manipulated by WWE. So I, I'm having trust issues now. I understand that. And, and I agree with you. I would say, so here's what I think. I definitely think they were piping in crowd noise at WrestleMania. I also go back, you know, remember when John Cena would come out and the crowd would pop and then they would start booing. Mm-hmm. Go back on Peacock since we don't have a network anymore, and watch multiple John Cena entrances, those boos always sound exactly the same. I oh, think that's a conspiracy. I think the that's boos like, for know. John Cena were piped in. I, same thing, with, and Roman Reigns did the same thing too. His music would hit, the crowd would pop. He'd walk out, they'd start booing. And the boos always sounded the same. WWE has been using their fans' emotions to sell the product, the whole Daniel Bryan story, right? They've been doing it for, for forever. I think some of that crowd reaction that people tried to hold against WWE was pushed forward by WWE themselves. And I do believe that some of that took place. My, one of my biggest surprises of WrestleMania was the crowd reaction to Roman Reigns that he kind of didn't get. Like I didn't hear that. I expected this mega pop or mega reaction to Roman Reigns and they were kind of in the middle and I was just very surprised by it, given the reaction that Edge and Daniel Bryan and so many other people got. Um, it's almost like they really buy into the whole tribal chief thing and feel like they can't do anything around the guy because they're scared of him. Like, he's a performer. It's his character. It's his gimmick. You can well, acknowledge him. if they were going to do it to anyone, they, they would have done it to Roman Reigns. Yeah. But, you know, they let the, the natural crowd noise come in. And by, by your theories, for the first time, because... That at least some of that previous crowd nope. noise was was. I think in. so, but I, I think that that could have had an impact on how whether you're watching it or they're live perceive right. the actual reaction of Bad Bunny. But it seemed like Bad Bunny was getting a better reaction than Damian Priest or and, anybody. And stick with <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, one of the the loudest pops of the entire night. And again, I don't know how much of that was crowd manipulated you know noise or was actual excitement because that is a big thing too i mean bad bunny at the end of the day is an outsider and outsiders are not always welcomed by wwe fans and so to have the response level that they had shows that at least 
in that reaction, the fans embraced him to a much better level than any celebrity, really, that we've seen in quite some time. Oh, yeah. He was beloved. And and if they would sweeten the crowd for Bad Bunny just to stroke his ego because he, he's doing this and he's a major star and he drove tons of dollars and attention their way, ain't nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Nothing whatsoever. I think that, that what they did with Bad Bunny was good. I thought the match was good. I already gave the props to Miz and Morrison and Damian Priest. Yeah, Lots I of mean, great they things. They all on. did a fantastic job. I was, uh, I, I don't think, I think I was talking to you. Well, one, I am now doing a tour where uh, I'm starting a petition where we're going to rename the Canadian Destroyer, the Puerto Rican Destroyer. I know you've already given it credit for that's Bad Bunny's finisher. And I'm like, no, we're taking this worldwide. Um, But that Destroyer would have not happened without John Morrison. I didn't think that was going to land. That was all John Morrison. it was all John Morrison. So I, I think that they did such a great job, all of them, uh, in this match. But I think it was just this level of surprise that Bad Bunny did so well in the ring. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could tell that there were certain things that he did and, and spots that he picked um, to really almost be this wrestling fan mm-hmm. living his dream. Um, but it all still seemed to work out. I think commentary did a good job of playing up um, – you know, the level of training and commitment that Bad Bunny had. And also just that he's almost an underdog in this. Uh, for someone who's be. like a worldwide superstar, a little bit of an underdog, even with having a partner like Damian Priest, he was still one-on-one with The Miz. But The Miz and Morrison did such a great job playing perfect heels, being cocky, starting off the pace of the match slow. The surprise looks on their faces when Bad Bunny, you know, actually was able to move. There was some really, really good psychology all in due to uh, Miz and Morrison that uh, I hope they continue to get the credit that they deserve. Um, And they are truly one of the best teams that WWE has. And um, I think that was pretty apparent, too, in a lot of the press and publicity that went around it, because even in the days and weeks leading up to it, you know, there was a lot of, of coverage about Bad Bunny's role at WrestleMania, that partnership with Damian Priest, which on paper, I think that's where he was elevated. And uh, some of the news stories that came out were just the fact that you have two Puerto Ricans teaming together and what that meant for Latino fans, what that meant for Puerto Rican fans. You saw them rep it on their gear um, and the kind of connection that they've grown. But it all seemed to have culminated at WrestleMania and we'll talk about this on the, the hashtag Miranda show as far as the raw after WrestleMania. But, you know, it, it does feel like now Damien has to go on this on his own. And will that be successful? That's the big question. And signs are leading to probably not. It's it's not going to have the same impact. And, you know, the, the presence of Bad Bunny with Damien uh, Priest is going to be very, very missed. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. 
always use your head. So in 2020, we had the professional wrestling debut and, and celebrity appearances of Pat McAfee. In 2021, of course, we had Bad Bunny. Question for you. Who did it better? I know I said no one should compare night one of WrestleMania, night two of WrestleMania. I did a whole podcast on it. But who did it better? I know it's so hard. It is hard. Oh, because they, they had, because their performances too were very different. Pat mm-hmm. McAfee's was in war games um, under very different circumstances. It was still a multi-team or multi-person match. He still had the one-on-one um, match with Adam Cole too. He did, that's true, yeah. So he had two. So my mind kind of automatically more goes to to War Games games, because that's what I remember a little bit more. Uh, Because was that the first one? No, it was the one-on-one match that was One-on-one match was first where he shocked everybody with the things he could do. Um, But, you know, I I still am leaning a little bit more towards Pat McAfee. Um, Not that, and again, I am a huge Bad Bunny fan, huge admiration for it, but I just felt like it came off a little bit more, I guess, natural is the word or realistic with Pat McAfee um, than it, it did with Bad Bunny. And I thought, too, you had this added dynamic, though you saw the tension between Bad Bunny and The Miz. They're just the, the storytelling was more like palatable, like it was mm-hmm. just real intense storytelling between those two. And I felt like that really added to the match and that really added to Pat McAfee's performance. So not by much, I'm giving the edge to Pat McAfee, but both had really, really strong um, performances and and matches. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I would give the edge to Pat McAfee, but it's close. Bad Bunny was, was fantastic. And just like Pat McAfee was the big difference for me is that bad bunny was more spotty. He was like it was like a spot fest yes, for Bad Bunny. Exactly. And exactly. I think it's what he wanted. I, I think he wanted that. Yeah, and he and got what he res- wanted. Yeah, and it's WrestleMania. Like that's what you know are the highlight reels. Like when they had highlights of, of night one, mm-hmm. it was that uh Puerto Rican destroyer that mm-hmm. made the the reel. Um to his credit, I think Bad Bunny did a great job of selling. I oh, think yeah. that's something too that when you have someone who's not in the wrestling world coming in the concept of selling and how to do it is sometimes harder to understand than the actual moveset. Um, but I thought his selling was really good, which helped really add to it. Um, I add to, to the dynamic of the match, but yeah, I, I think that's what it comes down to. Bad bunny was a little bit more spotty and that almost made it feel a little bit more unrealistic when you saw the size and experience difference between him, you know, Ms. And Morrison. Um, but I also felt like his, his, partnership with with Damian Priest was really really good and mm-hmm. as we talked about earlier I mean I think that too is the big selling point for Damian Priest I mean I, but they had really good chemistry and I think they that's did. hard that's they something that they built on for quite some time and a lot of times when you have a celebrity come in and they're paired up with someone it just falls flat but this this chemistry worked really really well it um, did it, yeah so for me I, you know that's for me, it's the basics that that really set it apart for me. Like Pat McAfee had the basics better. Everything from running the ropes to throwing a punch to all that. Now, now Bad Bunny still did him, but but McAfee, I think, did him better. And he is more of a natural athlete than, than Bad Bunny is. So that's going to stick out, too. They did have very different matches, very different situations. Of course, Pat McAfee got to wrestle the greatest wrestler walking God's green earth. So I want to see... Bad Bunny versus Adam Cole. 
That's the match I want to see. I mean, why not? I think exactly. a clash of styles, one, is great. That's one of my favorite types of matches because you have more of a a spot fest in Bad Bunny and you have more of a technical, technically technical wrestler in um, Pat McAfee. You right. have difference in training. You have difference in even personality where I could see, um, you know, Pat McAfee really just kind of being way more serious, way more, you know, throwing the insults left and right. Right. And Bad Bunny, I mean, probably being more chill into what we saw um before the go home raw was you poke him and poke him until he snaps and right. then he's a, a firecracker. So I even love the difference in personalities. Like I would love that. And even just the basis of this, like who had the better debut, who's the better wrestler. I feel like both of them would have enough pride in wanting to fight over this. Um, and they both have the support. I mean, you know, uh, of wrestlers and their respective, you know, locker rooms that you, you know, whether it was multi-man or just one-on-one. But I I just, I loved it. Um, I mean, Pat McAfee in true spirit, just on Twitter talked about bad bunnies performances and praised it, especially, you know, that Canadian destroyer, which he said was way better than that bum Adam Coles. Um, You know, I could see that easily transitioning into something and who knows, maybe that, it doesn't seem like either one of their participations or involvement with the company long-term is over. Not, yeah. Bad Bunny will be, you know, touring in 2022, and it looks to be preparing for that. You know, Pat McAfee's coming in and out of NXT. So who knows for another WrestleMania-level match? Because it has to be WrestleMania, you know. Yeah, or SummerSlam. I imagine if, if they're going to do some kind of something silly like that, the other solution alternative to that would be SummerSlam. I could see that. I could definitely see that. So awesome. Well, let us know what you think. Hit us up on social media at the hashtag Miranda at ChairShot Greg. The website is at ChairShot Media for the ChairShot.com. We encourage you to always use your head. ChairShot Radio, seven days a week. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment. This is your Wednesday edition. Tune in tomorrow for Ray Cash and Darren Mags Kirkby with Head Trauma Thursdays on ChairShot Radio. And we'll take you through the week from there. We appreciate you listening. So until next time, for Miranda Morales, I am Greg DeMarco reminding you to do one thing and one thing only. Actually, Miranda should remind you of something two. too. We do two things yes. on this show. We do two things yeah, on the show. We remind you of two things. The first one is don't forget to keep it soft style. And the second one is to always use your head. Less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less bark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart, and baby, satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Oh, hey, Mark. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. <laughs>